Before we begin this episode, I have to share with you that I manifested a manifestation course right about a day or two or three after my conversation that we're going to have on this podcast. The full course, it's a program, is called I Manifest, Love, Wealth, Health, Success. Check out the link in the show notes. I am playing around with the price. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, the price is going to be a certain number and it can change at any point. It will eventually go up to 888. So don't delay. It's going to be amazing. And we are getting started on April 20th. Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. Around here, we'll be talking about all things expansion, going from good to great and from great to greatness. I'm your host, Barbie Collab. Get ready for your next level. Let's do this. Welcome to Next Level Greatness, the podcast. You guys, today I am bursting, like I'm already bursting at the seams. I have a very special guest. I'm going to go ahead and say her name and who she is, but it's going to be followed by a story before I put her on. Her name is Vanessa Engels. She is the founder of CORE, Breath Energetics and Human Design, which I didn't know that part until two days ago. And I've been talking about human design for quite a while. I'm not an expert. I just love human design. I discovered it about a year ago. Vanessa and I were connected in a program and we reached out and she commented on one of my posts where I was talking about money. And you said, there's an authenticity to your voice. And I felt your authenticity. And so I followed you back to Instagram and then I was searching your stuff and I was like, ooh, I had forgotten where we were originally connected. And I saw that you are a French speaker. You are from Belgium. And so I said, in French, I said, do you know that I speak French? And you said, no, it's not true. It can't be true. And so then we started connecting and we started talking. And you guys, my sacral in human design was on fire. It was a Saturday or Sunday and I felt like I have goosebumps right now. And I was thinking it, I was like, oh my God, this is insane. Like I feel like my sacral is on fire and I have permanent goosebumps. And as I was having the thought, Vanessa said, my sacral's on fire. And we were like, oh my God. It's been like that. It's almost like I want to say in not a creepy way, like it's almost like falling in love, you know, it's been like, whoa. And I told my husband last night, I was like, I met this woman and it's this like really magical connection. We must have been like sisters in past lives or something. And so it turns out that I think you're a, but you're like, it's not only the breath, a breath specialist, energetics, human design, gene key specialist. So... I don't know exactly who you are and what you do, but I know that everybody needs to hear you. And I'm so, from my soul and my core, excited to welcome you and have you on. Welcome. 
Oh, wow. Thank you for this beautiful invitation, for, for this beautiful introduction. I am as excited as you, at least as excited. Um, it is so rare to have such genuine, pristine connection from the heart. It's well, so I could never say thank you enough for this authenticity that I felt mm. first day. It's mutual. Before I ask you what you do, I think I have a starting point for us. I went to your website. I printed it out. I don't think I've ever done that unless I was looking for information that I needed to do a certain thing. And it was like poetry. But you said your breath is pregnant with your dreams. Ooh, I got goosebumps again, you guys. This whole episode is going to be goosebumps. I hope you feel them too. So your breath is pregnant with your dreams. You are the one contracting them. Be the voice of your dreams. Be the core of your power. Be the presence of now. I'm going to keep reading just a little bit more because I want to get into this. I quickly realized there was not only one answer to our questions. Therefore, I began to look for a movement. That's where I found the movement of breath, wherein lies the rhythm of the universe and our access to its magic. I have goosebumps again. What does that mean? Since I'm a little girl, I'm obsessed by the meaning of life. Really, I mean obsessed by it. I remember, I think... I was something like five years old when I told my parents some very strange sentence about the brain and the human being being lost because it was all about his brain's head and everything was in the heart. And I, I can remember my parents looking at me like, who is she? <laughs> and I spent all my life looking for truth in all the ways that I could find some, you know, some sparks of truth. I was absolutely unable to put myself in places like corporate job or anything normal. I would immediately have a panic attack. I put it. There are so many people who tell me today, you are so courageous. I wasn't. I couldn't. That's it. That was my limit. It wasn't possible. So immediately when I found it, I began to look after my own truth. And I found that after university, I studied corporate communication. I realized that finally the only communication that really, really interested me was the body. Because the body cannot lie. So th this was the first step. Mm -hmm. It was giving up a normal life and going all in the body and what the body had to teach me. So I began by massage. I was touching the body and quite quickly, I realized that the way I touched the body, the rhythm in, with which I touched the body influences the breath and I make connection between what the person was telling me and the way the breath was literally talking to me. You know, the way we inhale says so much about our movement towards life. 
And the way we excel says so much about the way we are ready to let go, to surrender, to trust life deeply. So that was the short step. After this first connection with the breath, I realized that the rhythm and the movement of the breath was found in every level of the universe, from the atom to the universe itself, which is known for being in expansion. I realized by studying science that or at an atomic level, there is also a breath. The chiropractor know that you know, our breath is also having a kind of movement of expansion, of breathing. You can feel it when you tune into someone's brain, someone's head. You can find, you can feel that rhythm. You can feel that breath everywhere. So I began, I was passionate about it. And um, I wanted to really go into life and try it and see so many different people. And again, I was looking for connection between my work and people's experiences. So first, when I began, I go and work with homeless people for three years. And I've heard so much stories. I wanted to know if bad luck was something real or not. I really wanted to see at what point we were responsible mm. for what we leave. Wow. And being responsible, you know it, but Barbie doesn't mean at all being guilty for something. Just that we are the creator of our lives. And I wanted to see at what point we were. So I listened to them and I listened to them and I listened to them for three years. And I think I spoke with a hundred of them, a hundred of them, and only five of them agreed to come with me and to work with me and to change something. Then when they were confronted to not 90% of responsibility, but a hundred percent of responsibility, two of them went crazy and they were so angry at me because they wanted to hold on to that 10 percent of them being victim mm. to something and well I, I let them go and i i went on with the three that still was there wanted to work and wanted to embrace a hundred percent of their responsibility and the three of them are today out of the streets and they went back to a normal life. And that was to me a proof that we effectively are responsible, even with our body, even with everything. That's really, I'm convinced about it. Oh, (laughs) my breath, you know, as I've been muting myself as you're talking and I find myself holding my breath and they're breathing out or sighing, our connection is brand new and If anyone has listened to any of the previous episodes, I have just said in the past three episodes that I have felt that my next step has to do with the body, but specifically with the breath. And so here you are, like you are a manifestation for me. So proof of manifestation, proof of responsibility, because 
I'm open and I want, I have, I mean, you said so much, I'm going to let you continue, but I think the people that listen to my podcast, they are very much like me or like a past version of myself, very much in their head, very cerebral, very analytic, maybe in the corporate world or in the nine to five world where they get to a point of dissatisfaction, which is something that you write on your website, that you know that you can't continue living the way that you've been living and you're ready for something, but you don't know what that is. And so this might sound maybe, I have no idea how it sounds to you, the listener, but I know that it might sound totally wild. So the body cannot lie. I'm personally experiencing that because I have all these, you know, hip pain. I had a hysterectomy. I never cried over it. I never grieved over it. I've had vertigo. And it's only now that I'm beginning to take responsibility. And as you said, it's not a question of fault. Like it was my fault. Some things, we live in a very toxic world and it's a very toxic environment with the shampoos, makeup, cleaning products, just the air that we breathe, all of that contributes, can contribute and does contribute to illness or dis-ease. But then there's the emotional, psychological level, I guess, of which you speak. So I guess tell me more. The fact that you worked with homeless people that were able to turn their lives around and that some of them went absolutely crazy is actually not very different, I'm guessing, from the general population. Because, I mean, we see that all the time. People are unwilling to truly, truly take a look at themselves. So would you tell us a little bit more about the way that we breathe in what it says and the way that we breathe out. And I'll be the first to admit that when I breathe in, a lot of times my breath just stops right beneath my breastbone. It doesn't go all the way down. And I now lately I've been noticing that I sigh like deeply, like letting go, which I'm guessing is a good thing. But can you tell us more a little bit about the way we breathe in and the way that we breathe out for an audience that is still very much in their head. Of course. I will make my best. The way we breathe in is the way we go forward in life, is the way we allow for life to come within us. It is the way we are accepting consciously and unconsciously to accept, to open ourselves completely to let love flow through us, to let it come. And we can feel when we feel the inhale of someone, you can feel all the depths of traumas, all the depths of memories, all the depths of the ancestral traumas and everything. You really can feel everywhere the emotions that are touching our breasts. And this shows up within the inhale part of the breast. The exhale part of the breast is really the way we accept to stop controlling. I've heard, you know, uh, Dr. Wen Dyer, I've heard him say, I think something like 15 years ago, 
you have to learn to die while you're alive. And this sentence is so, I mean, it's impressive to hear that. Death is it's really not something that we want to hear about. But that's the pure truth. If you cannot accept to die each time you exhale, you will never let go of the anxiety, the trauma, the pressure. We have to complete every cycle of life and death with all every breath. So it doesn't mean that we have to do it consciously 24-7, of course. But the moment, and that's what my work is all about, the moment you create a real deep physical connection, conscious connection with your breath, with your body, you will begin to immediately feel when something's off, yeah. when your breath is closing down, you will feel it. And you will, little by little, get the habit of stopping, listening, and allowing your breath to move again. And you will feel yourself on track again with your life, with your emotions, with everything. So breath is really the most beautiful guide for life. The more beautiful guide, it's free. It's there 24-7. It is always, always, always aligned to the way wow. you unconscious, unconsciously feel inside your body. And you know, because it's your word, that the way our unconscious works is totally connected with our ability to manifest what we want because we are always manifesting, okay? But if your breath is closed and your mind is trying to manifest, 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 the system of your body is closed. Even if you get to some point of manifestation, there will be exhaustion, there will be frustration, mm -hmm. something won't work, or it will stop because your body isn't ready to allow life to come through. I love this so much. And I'm teaching Money Magnet. We're in the middle of teaching Money Magnet. And we spent so much time talking about regulating your nervous system. And especially when we're talking about money, where people just shut down. So there was a beautiful line in French. I just loved it. And I translated it for myself. And I'm translating for people here. It said, here's my translation, to learn the language of your breath. It's to connect back to your nervous system and to become an energetic match to your desires. So beautiful, even more beautiful in French. I don't know if my translation. Let's talk about that a little bit more. I guess I have an example. So I was looking at some properties with my husband and he was looking online and I was very open and my breath started being off my nervous system. And it didn't mean the way that I interpret it, it didn't mean that I'm closed to the idea, but what he was looking at, the numbers were so big that they were contracting me. And I said, babe, I got to stop. I got to stop. I'm going to. And he's like, wait, no, just two more, two more. And I was like, Ooh. and I was like holding my breath. It was terrible. And I had to just leave. And I, 
in the past year and a half or so, I've become better at just noticing because we're not even aware. So you also say you can feel the trauma in someone's breath. You can feel the suffering. Well, can we feel it or can you feel it? Because I don't know if I can feel it. It's like everything. The more you practice, the more you will feel it. We are blind until we practice. Yes. So, of course, maybe that's a part of talents that I have. We Absolutely. We are gifted with something. But at some point, we all can feel our breath, really. Maybe I feel it more with the practice, but we all can connect with our breath. It's there waiting for us. So when you feel like that, when something is contracting, maybe it's a sign that this isn't good for you now at all. Maybe yeah. it's because it's not good for you now. And maybe it's just because it's triggering a memory or a, a fear or something like that. So you can just take five minutes, maybe not even five minutes, maybe one minute and connect back with your breath and your breath will make you feel if it's okay or if it's not and you won't have to listen to your fear again because your breath is talking to you really without fear the breath doesn't need fear to make you feel something it's so beautiful why are we talking about this this is the first time i think that i've heard it or seen it through and felt it through this lens. I know, I don't understand it neither. I feel like I'm being the lowly person here talking about it and it's so essential. I don't get it either. People are always talking about breath work and really, I have a confession to make. Ah, that work. <laughs> that work. Work. Yeah. Even about the breast, we have to work. Wow. Could we please stop working and just separate the word breath from work? Wow. Breath is an experience. Breath is, is a language. Breath is an open door. Breath, breath is magic. <laughs> it's certainly not a word. Look, I'm crying. I'm crying. I feel you say that and I have tears in my eyes. Wow. Everything I've done in my life has been up until very recently, work. There's so much work and I never, I've been saying breath work all these years as well up until right now. So what do we say instead? Well, uh, I, I choose the world that suits you. Choose the world that feel sweet and, and mm. powerful to you. I love breath flow. I, I love, love breath magic, magic. I love talking with my breath, breath connection. I don't have a real word. I created core, which in French means communication respiratoire. But really, even the, the soul word breath is enough. enough. Yes, I just thought that it's as enough. you were speaking. I'm like, I'm breathing or yeah. maybe even practicing, which is like it is a practice because we do have to practice until we just breathe naturally. But you're right. We believe that to achieve something that's so sad. Even to exist, we need to work. I love something that you wrote or that you wrote in your website as well was that you're not broken. You're not broken. 
you were not broken all this time. You'll find the power in your truth. Are you ready to see you? Are you ready to be revealed? Talk to us a little bit about this idea of feeling broken. And let's introduce a little bit of like human design and gene keys and how those two, is it modalities, help us or systems help us to reveal ourselves to ourselves? Okay, I hope you have the rest of the day. Uh, <laughs> I will try a little bit, just a little bit introduction. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. I love it. Our curse is our head, but not really our head. The power we give to our head, the responsibility for our lives that we give to our head. That's what I saw with human design. Human design is really all energy flows through our, body, through our bodies. And the energy, again, breathes. There are centers that are defined. Those are centers which are active. It's like an inhale. You go forward. And then there are defined centers. And those centers are more passive. They are the exhale center. And I have studied human design through that lens. And human design also, just like everything that I discovered about life, is telling us our head isn't there to guide us. Our head is supposed to be the server, the server of the wisdom that flows through our body. <sighs> I felt that so deeply. I did a uh, Gene Keys reading not too long ago, and she said, you are not supposed to make your decisions with your head, Barbie. Stop making them with your head. All the decisions you make are supposed to be made from the lower part of your body. And I was like, I got it. I know it was like at first I was like, what? Because I've been using my head all my life. But now that I'm digging into human design and jinkies is, I mean, it's even, it feels even bigger. I mean, it's insane. But now I'm like feeling into the bottom of my body and I'm like, okay, what do I feel? Oh, I just felt it. What do I feel there? And then allowing that to come to the surface through my mouth, through my heart. It's exactly, oh, it's so beautiful. So I get that. For how much time, though, are you working on your human design? For how much time are you embodying your human design in your gene keys? So it's been one year since I began with human design. I just discovered gene keys less than two months ago. And when I got my gene keys reading, already I've shared with you and I've shared with my listeners, my energetic capacity as I'm healing is not very big. And the day that I did my Gene Keys reading, it was like I went too much, but I felt like my DNA, everything was like, and I felt sick for like three weeks. I was just not sick. I was exhausted. I even got the recordings and everything. I mean, it was incredible, but I haven't touched it. And I bought all, of course, I bought all the books and I'm going back a little bit because it's so complex. Why did you ask about how long I've been doing it? Because I just want to know what your experience is, ah. because I want to learn more from you too. And yeah, it is said that 
to embody your human design, you need seven years of practicing. Wow. Because that's the time in which all the cells of your body are restored. But as for everything, what's important is not to get to a certain point. It's not the results, but it's the journey towards yeah. it. And the moment that you get it, the moment where you get that, for example, you are sacral, and that you are supposed to make your decision from your pleasure, your excitement, it can change your life. Really, it's, it's completely, it's almost insane it's when insane. you are not used to that kind of idea. And, and I get it. I spent all my life doing it. So, so it's completely normal to me, but I completely get that for the average people that have been working a nine to five all their life. What I'm talking about is, is madness. You know, but if they're listening to this podcast, they know that they have to be open to something, even if they can't quite grasp it. <sighs> yes. Now that I understand, like I get it, the sacral part, that's the only way I make decisions. Sometimes, actually, that's not true. I use my head. So for example, I wanted to, my head logically wanted to launch something after Money Magnet. And I just knew that my sacral was like asleep. It was like, it was just not lighting up to anything. And then also with human design as a 6-2 generator, generators go through that frustration plateau. And in the past, I would have pushed through it. And now I'm not pushing through it. And I just said, I know it's coming. It's frustrating because I feel like I'm just wasting time or wasting opportunity. But I practice, I embody what I teach and I said, it's it's coming. And then I listened to a phone call. I don't know if you know Melanie Ann Lear, because you know yeah. Cassie, right? So I listened to something with Melanie. She activated my sacral. Then I messaged you. Then you and I were like on fire. And I listened to something else. And it was like the offer came through. It was like, whoosh. I didn't have a, I still don't have a sales page. I need to do that. That's what I was doing right before I talked to you. I didn't have a sales page. I felt like offering it from my soul. And I said, I didn't want to call it a master class or a master program or master anything. I was like, the first hundred people get it for zero investment because zero dollars is an investment of our time and our energy. And I had hundreds of people say yes. This was all because of all the connections and because my sacral was on fire. And so we always think that we're out of time if we don't act right away on things, but yeah. this is an example of embodiment. Okay, one more question because I know that we could talk forever. This is so exciting. Yeah. You said in your French website, in the, it's also in English for everyone, and I'm going to link it in the show notes. So if you want to find out more about Vanessa, you can find out about her, whatever her offerings are, and they're also in English. But you said you're not missing information. What you're missing is integration. Let's talk about that because I know people are information machines. Yes. When I began my journey, it was something like 20 years ago, 
25 years ago in Europe, I don't know in the United States, but in Europe, really, there weren't that much information about the well-being, about spirituality, and uh, all those things were very normal. So the problem 25 years ago was to inform people because they didn't know, really. They had no clue about power within. They had no idea of the power of their mind. They didn't know. So I had to teach my clients. 25 years later, the biggest problem is as soon as I open my mouth, I know. Yeah, I know that, but I can't seem that I, it's not for me or to me, it's impossible, but I know it. I, I know. I know it. It's so frustrating because I know that for so long and blah, 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 blah. Okay, so let's say that up until you live it, you don't know it. You're my new best friend. You are my new best friend. Oh my God, it drives me crazy. But you know, I can be that person that says like, I know that. And I'm like, wait, actually, it was with Catherine Zenkina that it felt. This is so wild. Okay, look at this, because this is actually why I contacted you about my podcast, because it was like, wait, she knows Catherine. And then we had another connection. So I signed up for Manifestation Babe Academy. And one of the first things that she said was, don't be like, I already know that. And yet I was like, I already know that. And I felt that she wasn't spiritual enough for me. So I got a lot of information. But because I was in that group, even though I didn't feel like it was what I wanted or needed, I connected with some people in the group. I saw someone in that group say, to all you high money magnets, how do you do it? My sacral got so lit up and I launched a course at the gas station, like in that moment, because I was in Catherine's space. And then fast forward, and then I see something by chance, and she's talking about RRT. I listen to her podcast, and I'm like, oh my God, I love this modality. I have an appointment with Dr. Connolly. I'm so excited to try it. And then I found my way to you, and I'm starting to re-listen to her modules because I said, I really don't know that. If this woman is making 11, 20, I don't know how many millions of dollars per year and she has this incredible success. So obviously there is something that I don't know. So let me get off this horse pretending that I know and that I have nothing to learn and let me be a real student. So I'm 100% with you that people, and I see this in the health and fitness industry too, which is my network marketing business. It's like, oh, I know, or I know I'm supposed to do this in order to be healthy, but I, I can't do it. So what do you do with that? I make them feel it. Mm. First of all, I want to say that me, myself, I am a student for life, okay? So it is not because I'm talking about it that I'm not considering myself as a student. It is the best place for every human being. When somebody tells me that, I immediately ask them to shut up. Sorry for the big word. And I make that person feel. I ask that person to close their eyes and I make them breathe a sentence. I use words to see how their breath will react to that words. And I show them 
that their head knows, but that their body closes. And that's to prove that it is not integrated within the body. Only the head knows that up until your body let it flow, you won't be able to read it. So something just happened as you were saying that. I'm not sure if I held my breath, but I got a little dizzy. I think I was like afraid of the truth of what you're saying, even with myself, that I made myself dizzy. Oh my gosh. I'm a good student. See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is a connection so deep within the breast. You know that, well, I'm getting more and more excited. Uh, spirit, spirit comes from a Latin word, which is spiritus. Do you know what spiritus means? Breath? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, I studied a little Latin with the French, with my degree in French literature. That's right. Yes, that's the foundation. That's the first level of the truth. And that's what I'm working on now with my 25 years of experience. I think it's the third year now that I'm trying to synthesize yes. my, my, my work. And I really feel like there is three pillars of our truth. The first pillar being our truth within the breath. You can leave everything. If you're not connected at some point, at least sometimes, with that deep root, you will find yourself lost. We are all lost at some point, yes. of course. But through all the challenges that I had in my life, my breath was my first pillow. I was able to guide myself through so much things, to guide my clients to so much things, because I don't shadow. When I'm facing something, my first, first, first reaction is going back to my breath. Yes. Even if it's closed, your breath doesn't need to be perfect to hold you. Yeah. The very fact that you're connected to it is okay. This already feels like a lesson and, and that's something that people can practice at home already. And I feel like I'm doing that more and more. So, okay, tell us the second color. And then we're not going to tell them the third, because then they're going to go. And I saw that you had made a post about the third, like the three pillars, I believe. Yeah, I, so. I didn't say anything. So you're the first. Oh, my God. Okay, tell us the second pillar. The second pillar is very, very, very simply and also spoken about, but certainly not yet integrated. It's the pillar of one and of love. Up until we know that we are one, but still reacting to each other as if we were mm. maybe not enemies, that mm. we have to survive. So if I want to survive, it means that I have to take something from somebody else and it hurts humanity so much. And again, it's something that we no, but up until we open our heart, truly, really integrating that everything we say to somebody else, everything we give to somebody else is something we are saying to ourselves, something that we are doing to ourselves up until that point, we won't know what love is. So first pillar, your breath, that's the first pillar of your truth. 
because if you're not connected to that core, you won't be able to open your heart, really. So first pillar breath, second pillar love and thought. And the third pillar is your codes. It's all the gene keys and the way codes move through your life. And just like exactly as you are doing for a year now, integrating your codes, what your body is saying, embracing your inner authority and learning with your mind mm. to listen to your body. Your mind is can really be a friend, but it has to mm. surrender to the body. This is so beautiful. I mean, I really feel like we can create a whole other just separate podcast, just me <laughs> interviewing you. And this is people have an opportunity to work with you. And I'm, I'm guessing this is what what you're doing. And I saw that you have a course coming up. So even just the second pillar of oneness and love, it blends so deeply. And I also see how I have a lifetime of that because I don't always remember with anything, even with myself, with my husband. I mean, just such a deep and, and yet basic level. I see that I have so much to learn. Wow. Okay. I think this is a good place to wrap up. I don't know if my sacral is on fire right now. What I feel is love. What I feel is like calmness and like, <sighs> like a sense of like deep gratitude for you. And oh, you too. How do you feel? Thank you. <laughs> I feel uh, all kinds of emotions. There is happiness. I'm so grateful. And also, I, I'm sure my body that, that I'm almost sad that it's... That it's over? That it's over for today because I, I love, I love being in your presence. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. We really do have to end, but I have to say, you know, and it wasn't for validation. You commented on the frequency of my voice and the authenticity with which I was speaking about money. And then I shared with you that sometimes... I don't recognize myself. Everybody around me is like, Garby, you're amazing. You're this, you're that. My husband, he's like, how could you not see who you are? And seeing what a deep, beautiful person you are, I'm also surrounded in my life by deep, beautiful people. Last night, before I went to bed, I really thanked God, the universe source, for connecting me and as I was looking through your website and reading the, the French, I felt so grateful to know and to deeply understand the French because it allowed me to deeply understand you. You know, I jokingly said to myself, I'm like, oh, my PhD in French literature didn't go to waste because I've been hungry for this type of deep conversation that is of the heart, but also of the mind, because it takes the mind to be able to capture what it is that you're saying. And so thank you. Thank you. And thank you for sharing this with my audience. And if you guys want to go and check out her website and her Instagram, it's beautiful. But the experience, like hearing your voice and face to face is a whole other level. So thank you, Vanessa. I have no words for me. I just wish I could talk to you every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk with you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being on. And I'll see you guys next week. If you loved this episode and if you're loving my podcast, 
I would love for you to leave a review. They really do make a difference in spreading the word and having more people be impacted. Also, I'd love for you to join me in my Facebook community called The Magnetic Portal. You can find the link in the show notes. I'll see you next time.